Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome into On My Block Podcast, a Green Bay Packer podcast with myself, Amon Green, and my good friend and teammate, Mike Wall. Man, Mike, how you doing, man? Happy to be here, buddy. We're back yep. in, uh, we're, we're only a couple weeks away now. Right, right. A couple right. weeks away from action. I love it. A couple weeks away, that kind of like quiet, dead, it's like quiet for the storm period and uh, not a lot going on. Uh, maybe a few transactions for teams, but for players' sake, uh, veterans, they're in, 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 they're probably in their heavy grind last two couple of weeks where they get that uh game face uh team face ready to you know get in their mind body soul everything ready to go family set up wherever they're going to go in the next couple of weeks because we know come uh usually uh, training camp start days with july like july 19th through yeah like it's like 26 22nd. I mean, 20 yeah 26 now for like the teams uh for most of the teams as early as the 19th and the 22nd i think for some of the guys who have new coaches but yep. um like, I don't know about you, man, but I used to look at the 4th of July. We talked about this before a little bit, but 4th yeah. of July, like get it all in, have a good time. And then, like somebody said it on Twitter this morning, one of the strength coaches I follow is like, right. realize now for, for everybody else, it's like start of summer, everyone's having a good time. But for NFL guys, like you have three weeks before it gets real. Yep. And I was, <clears throat> it was always that time where you kind of, tra- your personality starts changing a little bit. You know, like my mom used to tell me, I get, I start getting a little bit meaner. She's like, me too. a little bit meaner around the house. She's like, get yeah. edgy. I'm like, it's just kind of getting his mind right. But, you know, for guys like you and me, the training didn't necessarily, like, I changed training a little bit because right. I wanted to do it things. It didn't on slow time down. It more. didn't stop. Right. But it didn't stop. But, nope. I, you know, I was just kind of thinking, like, I was talking to some of my other buddies offline. I was like, you know, I wonder how long for guys that are just kind of regular workout guys and they, they get done with like the second OTA mini camp. And they disappear for that month, month and a half. Right. I wonder how long it, they feel like it takes to get ready for training camp, especially now with training camps a little bit easier than it used to be. You know, I wonder if like I just wonder what it, I, I know that the that the uh, the new like one of the new conditioning tests for linemen is they have to run uh, twenty five yards back and forth six times for one hundred fifty yard shuttles. They got to do five of those, and there's a certain amount of time and everything. Okay. So there's a little more change of direction. Okay. Than we have to do, but I like that. Aside like from that, that like. The training camps are so easy. I just wonder what they, how, how um, nervous these, like some of these players are about actually being in great shape for camp. I know you and I are worried about being in great shape, but like, I don't know if it feels that. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they feel that same way. I'm the same way with you. I mean, because when I think of training camp, I think back to the day, like our time when it was a subtle dread you knew was coming and from this time on the year. So it's like, okay. That little gut in your feel in your chest in your stomach is your body telling you, okay, you've been. Are you ready? Are you physically ready? And are you mentally ready? Because it was a task. Those two a days, we probably had one day of walkthrough, and then after that, we were full go. 
Yeah. You know, we went, it was day one. We check in and we have like a nice little, oh, here's a walkthrough hat day. But then that next day was full 100% hitting uh, drills from top to bottom. Um, so that mindset was definitely, we knew what was, what, what was on, uh, I say what was on the line. Now, like you said, it is a padded one day and then five days later, then you're back in pads again. So it's a different process of heart for how things going. And right now, like I mentioned, we're kind of in this quiet time, but right now our sponsors for Bet Online, thank you for supporting the show. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. So find out all the latest uh, sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA Finals and, and NHL. Both have finished. You got championships in both. You got the Golden State. You got. I was in Colorado actually the day I landed, Mike. The ten, the Stanley Cup game was happening. It was the uh-huh. last three to five minutes of the game. Me and Tony. Josh Dallas was listening in. It was just just cool. It's cool to hear that. You know, and this is a NHL playoff where I actually paid attention. I actually watched some of the series, you know, some of the Maple Leafs early rounds, stuff like that. And it's a sport still. I wish I had it in my neighborhood. I would have played the sport uh, and go on from there. So enforcer. It, enforcer for sure. So also Major League Baseball fights and even next season NFL futures, which like what we're going to talk about right now in the show. So bet online is your continuous source for all the sports wagering needs, including live betting and on your favorite basic uh, Vegas casinos and poker games. So it's super easy to get started. So head over to the website uh, and on your mobile device to join and type in the promo code B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So bet online where the game starts, Mike. So I look, I'll tell you what, one thing we didn't, I don't know how much we talked about the Warriors winning the championship, but obviously you talk about the, the NHL playoffs. Right. One thing that I thought was really amazing, and it's just like a good lesson for athletes, is you see in the beginning of the, of the Golden State Warriors uh, uh, playoff or finals push. Correct. And Draymond Green's playing not very well. Eh, he's playing so so. Even well, his, his mom his, checked his, him. Yeah, his, his mom, mom checked him on Twitter, right? right. And, but I, I tell you what was like really is kind of an inspiring thing, for, I think, for athletes to understand is like you are the one responsible for your situation and nobody else. Mm-hmm. And what he does, he goes online, he goes on his podcast, he goes in interviews, he owns up to everything. He's like, Yeah, dude, I'm not happy with what's going on, but like, you know, coach is mm-hmm. making a decision. He's not making any excuses. He owns it. Then the last two games, he goes out and he balls. Like he, he right. has, he has like, a, he makes a huge pain impact on the game. That's what a pro does. Yes. You know what I mean? And that, and that, and he fight. And even though he doesn't have the skill set of some of those other guys, his skill set is somewhat unique, but the his way, the effort. way that he can, yeah, the way that he can affect the game is floor vision. He's, you know, he's a floor general. He's a leader. Yep. His effort, like you said, his defensive presence. Like I just really like watching people who have that struggle own it and then just make that immediate change. Like your mindset just immediately goes, okay, I saw, I know what the issue is. I'm going to make this work. And in a game like basketball, you can kind of do that because you can affect the game without scoring. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just, I always like those kind of stories. There's a lot of other stories in that game as well, but man, uh, Dray- Draymond oh, keeps on being that guy. hundred percent. I agree. I mean, cause you don't see that a lot these days. You don't see no. guys told, you know, saying, you know what? Yeah. Own up to it. Y'all got me. Um, I'm not going to fire back. I'm just going to go do my job. And that's what he did. And to have what I really like about also is the fact that, you know, being the four general along with another one, you know, they got two on the court. They got Steph, you know, and then if um, Thompson has his game together, then that's three guys in the building that can help run that offense. And but him being more of the physical present that that did his Rodman, just kind of a new age Dennis Rodman, could crash, uh, cause havoc 
but also play offense and play defense too. So I like that part of his game as well. So let's get into our Packer news. So we had that, like you have on there, 4th of July um, is the time to change to get that mindset ready. We talked about that already. So now we're going to go in and talk about these, the first eight games of the regular season that these boys are going to face starting off in the division. So bring it up with real quick point. They're starting to do the season in a division and they eat in the, in the season in division. So you got two games versus uh, in division opponents, Vikings and bears. And they end the season, I believe with the, uh, with the lions and the bears or lions and the Vikings leaving mm-hmm. out the season. So that's, I thought that was a nice little interesting. It's, so you got it's, Detroit and Minnesota at the end and Minnesota and the bears to start with. It's kind of nuts too. If you look at, you know, I was, I was just kind of going through the first eight weeks of the season. Right. And it really is like, a, like the coaching carousel hit us at every stop. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. You Cause got, you got Minnesota you got Vikings. Yep. You got the, you got the Bears, you got the Bucks, although Todd Bowles, but you know, it's a kind of different situation. Yeah. Um, the Giants with Dayball, second year with Salah and, and the Jets, the Commanders, obviously, but there, we can talk about that forever. Yeah. You got a new OC with the Bills, but listen, just starting out with the Vikings, like this is always a tough game. You're at the Vikings. It is. You got Kevin O'Connell's the new head coach. Um, obviously had a lot of success with that offense out there in, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Vikings are like perennial, massive underachievers. Like they have a solid, if you look at their roster, they have a solid <laughs> roster. They have this quarterback that's made like more money than up until this year. It's probably made more money than anybody in the last five, seven years. Correct. But like, how do you like, you just always underperforming. Like, how do you get over the hump? I think the their offensive line is not great. We'll get into that a little more later, mm-hmm. but can they keep the pressure off cousins? Like can Dalvin cook be more of the offense now? Like I think defensively, they got some pieces. I don't know, man. If if I'm if I'm nervous, I'm probably most nervous about the first game of the season than I am any other game in the first eight. Yeah, because it's it's the first time everybody in that locker room because we know the vets have been sitting on the shelf for preseason. So we're now yeah. they're you know both sides of the ball, Packers and Vikings, are now going to see their first team players really go 100. percent And as we saw last year, you know, coming out especially with the holdout with Aaron, we saw that game. That Saints game wasn't great. They they played. You know, not even not even up to par the next game and the game after that, they started to show, you know, the team that they were come the end of the year. Um, I'm, I'm saying with you right now, especially with this weight training camp, we already mentioned weight training camp is structured now. It's just it's more fit. Obviously, it's taking care of the players, but it's not getting them ready for that full on head on speed. So this game makes me, you know, I won't say nervous, but yeah, if there is going to be a game to drop, this would probably be the game that they probably get pushed in the chest for. Um, in because it's the first game of the season and there's a lot of a lot of question marks going if into you're ta- game. okay so if you're doing a win loss like, i'm just gonna tell you right now i'm gonna take an l right now yeah i'm gonna take an l too i'm with yeah. you <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write him i'm gonna write him down see who we are at the end of this so second game maddie buffoon's new coach for the bears yep. um really the the story is all gonna be about justin fields right and how, it is. how he's, developed. He, he's he's one of the biggest unknowns in the league still uh, because he just really didn't have the weapons around, didn't have the offense, didn't have the, the coaching staff around to really help him be successful. So is he, does he the kind of guy that changes the franchise on offense? And then on – shoot, man, on defense, Definitely. Robert Quinn was that guy last year, and he's not showing up. He didn't show up to, to offseason. Oh. He probably doesn't want to be there. I mean, I, and I know, like, mm-hmm. this, he's a really, really good dude. Yeah. Right? I, I have nothing bad. I love that guy. He's, he's an amazing human. He's a great teammate. He's an incredible talent. Right, but he probably doesn't want to spend his these years in a rebuild. So and they don't have, yeah. Akeem Hicks isn't there anymore. They have no threat at de- defensive tackle. 
like you look at their roster and it's kind of like, how, like I don't understand how you're going to be good. I, I'm so, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm taking a W on this one. You tell me, AG. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, they did bring in terms of, terms of the Bears, bring in a couple weapons. They got Pringle from the Chiefs. They have a, a first-round pick, uh, Jones Jr. from Tennessee. So they got a few weapons right there. But as we know, it's a two, it's a two, you know, it's two sides of the ball, offense and defense. Um, for the Packers, I would say nothing really changes much for this uh, this game right there for them. So they're gonna look at this. Got a young quarterback still learning his way in terms of Justin Fields, so they could definitely take advantage of that defensively and then offensively they still got you know it got a lot of weapons for Aaron to throw the ball so I agree with you this would be the first win of the season for the boys you know and it being a rivalry all the hype and all that yeah it's usually along with this game that's where I put it we got Bucks week three yep Todd Bowles is the now Todd Bowles in has, Tampa which in Tampa remember, that's a big deal <laughs> Todd, yeah that's true because it's gonna be super hot to be September still right exactly and, and Todd Todd Bowles uh, did not have success as the Jets head coach. Uh, Bruce Arians nope. has has moved on into a front office role, and he has been, I think, grooming Todd Bowles to be the guy for a long time. He's part of his core staff that he had, mm-hmm. you know, way back when. I think he, had, I think they were together way back, maybe as far as Indianapolis. But uh, Leftwich yeah. is still the offensive coordinator. You start looking at, you know, they don't have Gronkowski anymore. Robert Jones is yeah. has moved on to uh, the Chiefs. Chris Godwin's coming back from an ACL. Nadama Kinsu's gone. He's still a free agent. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I think they brought Hicks there to replace him. Yeah, they, they got Hicks in for him. But both sure. both guards are now have now moved on. And now they bring. I think they brought Shaq Mason in to replace the right yeah, guard. And, yeah, but no, Ali Marpet and um, Kappa went to the Bagels. So Ali Marpet retired. Kappa went to the Bagels. Ali Marpet was a really good guard. So their offensive line is in flux. We know that like getting to Tom Brady is the key to breaking yes. those guys down. Yeah. So this is, I mean, Tom Brady, you don't expect Tom Brady to ever lose, but we kind of expect the same thing for Aaron Rodgers, man. This is a hard game for me as well. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. I said the only thing that's an advantage is the, is the weather. <laughs> yeah. the one in, even though it is still early September, it's warm up here too in Wisconsin, but it's just a different warm. Um, that could be only for me the biggest difference in the game is how the guys are ready physically um, to match up in terms of the, you know, the weather. I mean, game-wise, this is going to, I think this is going to be another, you got two games off the jump. Um, three games, you know, you got the Vikings, you got the Bears, and then now you got these Buccaneers where you got to go to them potentially one and one. Um, and then me, you know, a well led team in terms of coaching and on the field with Brady at quarterback, and then defense, Levante David and Shaq, uh, Shaquille Barrett, and you know, leading that defense. So it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be an easy game. Um, this is, I, this is a coin toss, win or lose here because yeah. Tampa is still a good squad, you know, mo- majority of pieces are still there. They keep they filled in the spots. They're only really light at nose guard on defense with Vita Vea, you know. But you know he is a guy <laughs> that's gonna continue to cause problems. But you know just from a health standpoint, having somebody where he could spell, maybe they rotate him in and out. That'll probably be a biggest question mark. Come you know how the offense for the Packers could get rolling if they could wear that defensive line out. But that's just a wait and see game. Um, like I said, there's a coin toss for me. If I had to make a decision, I'm just going on the home. I'm going off at home field advantage right now with uh, Tampa Bay. Just um, being at home, crowd, weather, and then understanding what they need to do early in the season. I I don't fault you at all. I'm going to take the W, but I'm only taking the W because they lost both guards, and I think it's a big deal. Uh, Right. I I, I just think our D-line is going to cause problems. I know that if you can create pocket presence problems for for Brady, he can't step up. They're going to have issues. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, yeah, it it could could go either way. We got Pats week four. 
Got Pat. So we got my man Mac Jones coming in his second season. Very impressive rookie year. Um, being coached under Belichick, probably no surprise to a lot of people. But for me, just it becomes because he's coming in a spot where, you know, Tom was once was the quarterback. And now he has to make sure he keeps that offense and that which helps the team in general. Uh, I say running at a high level. And I believe he did that. So um, for Mac Jones and that offense still have, you know, you got Devontae Parker coming in. Jacoby Myers still they resigned him back offensively. Hunter Henry, uh, solid guy, just got question mark with through injuries last year. So just making sure from the offensive side standpoint, um, you know, they put up points. They're going to need that. And then defensively, they've been probably the solid part of the team, keeping it there and, and making it, you know, making that team interesting come playoffs because they have, you know, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick coaching, doing the, um, I say, the way that he evaluates players, develop players defensively to make sure they, they play uh, Patriot football on the defensive side. Matt Judon coming back as well, so I like I like I like them um, as a team. But going against the Packers in terms of uh, veteran leadership, veteran and then quality players in terms of that, that I, that's where I kind of I'm a lean way to our guys in terms of getting this win here. Bill Belichick does a great job of developing players, like you said. Mm-hmm. He also does a great job of developing coaches. And one of the question marks yeah. right now for those guys is who's going to be running the offense now? Josh McDaniels has gone to to, uh, to Vegas, right? But I, you know, it's to me, it's like you might as well put him on the dollar bill and just say trust in Bill, right? Because <laughs> right. because he he does he develops his coaching staff. He, he keeps a, he keeps a skeleton crew, works them hard, and he's you know the, the proof's in the pudding. He's done a great job over the years. So like, I don't really don't have that many concerns as far as who's going to be you know making the play calls, et cetera, et cetera. You you do have to look as Mac Jones going to hit that sophomore slump that a lot of people do, right? Um, and then you know really when you talk about the defense, as, as solid as we always consider the Patriots defense to be. The Bills gave them the beating of a lifetime at the end of the season last year. Yeah. And like we've seen like we have seen, I don't think this happens with the Bill Belichick coach team, but do you remember when when Bill and Tom went down and erased a 28 to 3 deficit in the Super Bowl versus the Falcons? Oh, I was at that game. Okay. Yes. The Falcons have still not recovered from that. That was like five no. years ago. Yes. Right? They still have so not. when you I agree. When, when a division opponent like the Bills gives you the beating of a lifetime, like they did at the end of the season last year. Dude, that I don't know how fast you get rid of that, right? right. So I, I, they might be hung over. This might be one of those. And you look in their division. The Jets are still going to be the Jets. The yeah. Dolphins could be. The Dolphins are one quarterback better. away from being really good, right? Yes, I love that. I love that head coach. So you could look at the Patriots like they're kind of projected third in this division, possibly. And I, I'm always worried about that hangover when a team gets beat that bad. So I, I'm definitely taking the package in this one. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, Mac Jones, like I said, impressive rookie year. Mm-hmm. And defensively, Bill Belichick coached defense. You know they're going to play well. But it's just that but with Aaron and the offense, and especially by this time of the year, fourth game of the season. Is this the fourth mm-hmm. or fifth game of the season? You know, coming out of you know coming out of Minnesota. Or actually, yeah, fourth game. You know, fourth coming game. out of Minnesota, Chicago, and then Tampa game. They'll kind of be getting in. Not kind of. They'll be getting into that midseason stride right there offensively and defensively. And, and you said with the defensive front. Um, back to the Brady with the two guards in Tampa being on, also with this offensive line. Even though it's a well-coached uh, New England line, you know, Kenny, uh, Kenny Clark and the rest of the guys up front can cause some havoc for uh, Mac Jones. And he's not a move, mobile quarterback. He's more a guy that's going to stick in the pocket, too, so they'll have a big chance to get back there to get him on the ground. All right. So we go, we're going to play the, uh, the Giants at home. In, uh, in London. 
Oh, that's right. It's in London. Yeah. That's right. It's, so it's, it's we the got... home game. They snatched away. The Packer community oh. is upset. I bet they are. But it is. It is. It's a it great is. listen. It's it's actually long term better for the league. And I've yes. I lived in London for a couple of years. I just I'm telling you guys, like you need to get, you need to grow that market as much as you can. It's only net benefit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're going to see some talent come out of Europe. I think in the next couple of years, that I, we're already starting to see it. But you're going to see some talent that's actually going to affect some of those rosters. So yeah, um, and we got Yossi Minora is like have on a, a mission to get um, African players developed. Yeah, you know, you know, in his country down there, and so he's doing a good job with that too. I saw a little. Oh, she's got the thing working for BBC, um, right. but they also have the like we. There's actually a UK academy over there. The NFL has the UK academy where the kids can go to high school, nice, and they're starting to develop players that are turning into college players. Um, but back to back to the Giants. Brian Dable right. is obviously coming over from from the Bills. He had a ton of success developing Josh Allen. I, I, it's always tough to understand who gets the credit for developing <laughs> the quarterback, right? Right. Because right. I know we know that Josh Allen's got a private quarterback coach. We know that he does a lot of work. You know, he's got a quarterback coach in building. He knows he's got the, you know, blah 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 blah. But the fact is, Brian Dable did some great things with that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked that Kevon Thibodeau, the kid from Oregon. He was their he was their first pick, right? Yep. Now yep. he showed up. He injured in mini camps. He's the guy mm. that, to me, of all the of all the quote unquote lock top ten draft picks, is the one with the biggest question mark because he is so brand aware and so worried about all the great things he's going to do. And right. then they drafted him to New off the field, and then they draft him to New York. There's no denying his talent. Correct. But to me, it just looks like this could be one of those picks where you, you look back in five years and go, "Oh my God, I, it, it went." He's the next Lawrence Taylor. Or he's the exact opposite of that. So Correct. they got a lot of questions know. there. And then I, what's the biggest question, AG? Your, your position, right? Is Saquon Barkley going to be the guy? Right. And he came in the, game, in the league game busters. And when the injury happened, now it's just that now it was just two years from the knee injury. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to get into a, you know, a standpoint of <clears throat> I got to get back to that stride where I was at you know my younger years. I mean, he's still young. He just had it early. So that time is coming. Now he's just got to. I say it might be a mental thing, might be blocking him in terms of role, you know, way he's rolling. Um, offensively, you know, the the line is kind of down the, you know, down the middle in terms of being effective. In terms of we could say steps. poor, you could say yeah. poor if you want. <laughs> okay, be, you don't have to be nice. Yeah, a poor, 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 uh, <laughs> old, old line out there for Daniel and uh, Saquon. Um, I do like the pickup of Matt Barita, you know, experienced running back to help, you know, bring in some run game for uh, Saquon and uh, and the offense there, and then. Um, Defensively, it's really just Leonard Williams, some guy that, that pops out of there and came. I agree with you with, with Thibodeau. He's been – he went to Oregon. As we know, Oregon, they have a new uniform, literally a new set of uniforms for every game. Um, so that right there in all the – now the NIL stuff has is, is, is been, you know, rearing its ugly head around everywhere for college sports. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But I'll say for a win, I'll definitely go to the Packers here. <clears throat> the only thing that might slow Packers down is the jet lag. That's about it. Do you, th- do you think that do you think that Daniel Jones is a salvageable project for Dable? I mean, Dable's obviously getting hired because they're right. going, okay, Daniel Jones kind of looks like Josh Allen, right? When he came out as far as raw athletic ability, yeah, maybe he's not the same a lot arm. Faster. Yeah, he's yeah, well, he's not the he same wide. arm and everything, but I'm just saying right. I, you know how these these GMs and these presidents go, oh well, I want you to do with Josh Allen or with Daniel Jones, what you did with Josh Allen. And they're going, right. and then the coach has to go, Oh, I believe in him. I love him. I can do that. Oh, I can yep. replicate that. Otherwise they won't get hired. Correct. But, but what, like, what's your take on, look, we saw Sean McVay come in and he's, he's arguably the smartest guy in the room right now. Right. Yeah, not yes. Bill Belichick. 
We saw <laughs> right. Sean McVay come in and go, hey, listen, I can make Jared Goff what you guys picked him second in the draft. I can make him the guy. And what and what did end up happening? He was able to feed him the answers to the test yep. until Bill Belichick found him out in the, in the Super Bowl and he scored 13, three points or 13 points or something like that. Right. And then everybody figured it out. And then a year later, McVay's like, I can't run my offense with this guy. You know, but but he had built up enough equity with the team right. to be able to say that. But most guys, most head coaches don't get to that point because they're quite frankly, they're just not as good as McVay is at, at giving the answers to the test. Yeah. So I say with Daniel, what I see different from him and uh Allen is the fact that Allen, like you said, arm power, you know, Allen's a lot higher. Um, only thing, you know, any he if he was any other position, it'd be his speed. But obviously being a quarterback speed is not a hit uh, a thing but it does help get him out of trouble he can move his legs but i think he still has a little bit of little bit of ground to cover to get to that level where allen is at now reading defenses you know arm power is not going to change much unless he somehow he goes to a guru and increases his arm power strength but outside of that he just got to make sure he develops in reading defenses and understanding and, and understanding pressure and how it gets to him and how it you know mentally or physically you know can take him out the game to make sure he can handle it from that standpoint because quarterbacks, you you know, once they get hit, then it's a problem in which we both to figure out. We both got W's on that one, right? So we're yep, both taking exactly. the Packers there, and then, and then we're coming back and we're playing the Jets in Lambeau. In and Lambeau. so another New York team. And now Roberts, I don't know about you, but Robert Salah, excuse me, was I think one of the coaches I was most excited about going into his, his rookie year. As a head coach coming out of San Francisco as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, I think he's one of those guys where I think as ex-players, we go, man, I'd really like to play for that guy. Now, this kind of shows you though with the Jets, and I know a little bit because I had a coaching staff that went there and you just start hearing things about how the organization is run. It's not run very well compared to some other places. Right. Okay. Right. So we don't know if he's getting everything he needs from you know, leadership, organization, uh, uh, mm. resources, etc., to build mm -hmm. the program he wants. But on the field right now, they had Mackay, they, they brought in Mackay Becton last year. And the guy's like 365 pounds, amazing athlete. And then they have George Fan at tackle. Okay, Mackay Becton got hurt. I think they're switching about thinking about switching him back to right tackle now and putting George Fan at left. I think that plays well for them. Mm -hmm. There's some more questions maybe around the tight end position. But really, when you think about Salah, defensive coordinator for San Francisco, great defense. Great defense. They're not very good. The Jets defense isn't very good. No. Right, like they had to, they Quentin Williams, they got a couple guys that can play a little bit, but they're not very good, and yeah. that is a little bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I mean, you got you got then you got CJ Mosley too, a veteran from Baltimore. Who's, who I don't know about you, I love <laughs> that guy. Right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I love him. Yeah, yeah, I like him. That's why I bring his name up. But I say, but those are only a couple pieces, you know, <laughs> out of out of out of eleven positions. You got two that are actually, you know, you know, manageable or really good players. So it's just now. Those younger players, those veterans, got to really band together. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the for the Jets, not not the Packers. Um, by this time, Packers Packers are definitely coming out of the woods of playing against really good team. This is going to be, um, I say, a, a softball hit because coming, you know, flying back home, getting out of the get the jet lag out of your system, and then this would be a good game, even though. You know, they got some solid players. You got Corey Davis, wide receiver, pretty good. You got Bryce Hall, second round draft pick out of Iowa State. You know, but he's going to be able to, you know, do something. But obviously, he's not going to be the, you know, I say nobody on this game, in this game for the Jets, you know, it's going to be, a, I say, definitely a win for the Packers. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Me.
Okay, so we're at we're at Commanders. That's our next. That's our seventh game of the year. Yeah. Seems like every year you're talking about everything that's going off the field with the Commanders and not <laughs> exactly. on the field, whether it's their naming, what's their you know. Oh my goodness! In, in I just uh, as a player, I just want to know like for them, like what that conversation is like in the locker room, right? How do they keep? How do you not distracted? Like exactly. it's such a joke. It, it seems like it's such a joke year in and year out. How are you not distracted? And and listen. This is your job, your profession. You're, you you get to live out your dream. Co- you have right. you probably Ron. Mm-hmm. I would love to play with Ron Rivera and his coaching staff. Yes, Terrell Warren's just another line coach. He's my old teammate. Like I'd love to mm-hmm. be with him. I think they have great people in the building at like in one section of the now. building. I think they have great people. Now they do, right? Yes. But yes. I think the other thing is so toxic. It's like you just don't know what's going to happen. I Carson Wentz is on his third team in three years. I you don't really want. If I'm I'm an offensive lineman, you're a running back. I think we both agree that we wouldn't want him as our quarterback. Um, right. They played Terry McClown. Now, is that guy worth the investment? Because he just went from like, okay, he's probably a twelve to eighteen million dollar a year guy to a twenty plus million dollar a year guy because of all the prices that were being fetched this offseason. Mm-hmm. Does that prove like worthwhile given the fact that Carson Wentz isn't, you know, he's not a household name and he's making that kind of dough now. Right. So we'll see if that pays out. I do have to say, of all the teams we play in the first half of the season, because Chase Young's coming back off the ACL. Right. Because they got Montez Sweat, because they got Jonathan you, Allen. You like Jonathan Allen? Oh man, <laughs> that I think that defensive line is stacked. Yes. If Chase Young is healthy, they are. And Chase Young's got to get back to playing the way he did his rookie year. Yeah. Everything speed to power. Find the right angle to make that cut, that tackle uncomfortable, so he opens his hips up and get that and get that long arm in. When you start dancing around at this level, oh, the other athletes are, are too good. No. But man, if he gets back to that. I've always liked Sweat. He's a big body, long arms, like great leverage player. Yep. Jonathan Allen, we've talked to guys on the on the on the uh, podcast that think he's the number two defensive tackle in the league. In so the league, right. I think this is actually a very, very difficult game. And I think because I think players play for Ron Vera and his staff, and I think they have the ingredients at least up front to to kind of disrupt what we're trying to do offensively. Exactly. And then with the like you talk about the offensive side for the commanders, Antonio Gibson, he's a quality um NFC running back, NFL running back. He picks up yardage. He is a problem if you let him loose. And then Terry McLaren, the wide receiver, he's their number one guy that could cause problems because commanders came here last year and I, I was at that game and it was a good game, you know, and, and just what, what happened was just a little mistakes. You know, they had uh, Taylor Heineke had to back come in because you know, mm-hmm. of injury. He played well. It was a whole big story behind him because he wore number four. Brett was his guy growing up. So he came here and played well as a quarterback. And as a team, they played okay. But then just the, you know, better players overcame them. You know, they had, you know, Aaron at full goal. And now the defense for the Packers playing good to go at midseason turn. So, again, the only thing maybe here for the commanders in getting a win will be the fact that it's midseason. Now Packers played in some tough games. This game will be just one of those games that the Packers know we got to win this game. You know, regardless of where we're at in our season, this is a must win for us so that, you know, as a player, you got to take it personal. We can't lose to a team that is struggling in all aspects, you know, on the field, off the field as an organization. So get let's get this win and then we continue to, you know, push forward for the regular season. So I believe Packers come away with a win here against the commanders. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, I'm actually going to give this is where I think this is one of those trap game L's, honestly, because and I'm just going to say because Carson Wentz is one of those guys. Ken Zampezi gets if if Ken and the, if the rest of the coach staff on the offensive side can get him can convince Carson like right we need to be we need you to be that dual action threat that you used to be we're going to make this real easy for you like we're mm. going to simplify this offense yeah 
you know, they they've they've historically had a pretty good offensive line. They've traded away some pieces now. I know Brandon Scherf just left, mm-hmm. but they've had a, a good offensive line. I the defensive line makes me nervous. Carson Wentz is one of those guys that like the 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 bad thing about being part of the Packers is that quarterbacks come in here and they're like, you're going to get their best shot. Yeah. I, I remember, do you remember, I don't remember this game, but we we're playing like Philly and like Coy Detmer or Ty Detmer, one of the Detmer guys was trying to match Brett. Like serious for serious. Yeah. It was Ty. Yeah. For serious for serious. And they, I mean, they were doing like every, we're looking at yes. each other on the sideline and all that stuff. And I just remember going like, this guy is it. This guy's not even good. Like he's not even a really a good quarterback and he's playing his out of his mind. Because he's in Lambeau Field, he's playing against Brett Favre. Exactly. And I think sometimes that happens. And Carson Wentz is clearly a talented guy, and you know he showed flashes of it last year. He obviously yeah. three years ago he was damn MVP until he got uh, hurt half season or mid season. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So if anybody can get him right, I'm just seeing this as a trap game. This I know it's a tough this one, could be. but it might be a trap game. I, I could agree with you. It could be the trap because you kind of look at it like you know what we got this game, and you kind of unknowingly take it easy so um we'll see that's what we'll definitely see we, and, we put it out there now in uh july just so and, people know and it's because they're looking forward to the one we're going to talk about right now at exactly the hills right they, they're the going to look ahead to see these guys because what's what game is this this is this in is oh this is in uh buffalo in buffalo okay. week uh, this is week nine but the game eight for us they just got their new oc right like josh has got a new guy yep. von miller's up there new leadership Oof. on defense now they got rid of um, oh, it was one of my favorite. Who's number fifty-five up there? He used to be. A, he's been there for years and years. The backer. Uh, now Frank Clark, um, great pass rusher. But they've got like they brought in Vaughn for leadership. Yep. Like I'm really interested. They got Micah Hyde, real good leader. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. Green well, Bay. they've got two. They've Probably got two All-Pro safeties, right? I mean, they're, yep. they're. I think they're talking about paying Micah or the other one right now. And you, it'll be interesting to see. Josh Allen has accounted for so much of their offense. Uh, It'll be, with the new offensive corner, be interesting to see if they, we start using a little more running back, right? I think they drafted mm-hmm. the kid from Georgia, uh, uh, James Cook. Yep, uh, Devin's brother. They, yeah, and then they brought in Duke Johnson from free agent. Singletary's yeah. still going to be there. So now they've got some pieces in the backfield. Zach Moss is still there too. So yeah, so they got some pieces in the backfield that can catch the ball out of the backfield, run the screen mm-hmm. game, run downhill. So are we going to see a little bit better, uh, better balance? Look, these guys started, or excuse me, they finished the series. We talked about how they beat the brakes off the Pats. Yep. They had one of the most entertaining games in the last 20 years against against the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah. Right? So we started <laughs> Crazy, thinking about man. how good the Bills are right now, and they're only getting better. I think their, their pieces are maturing. Josh Allen's going to be that much better. This is a tough game, but I also think this is the game. This is the kind of game where, like, Aaron Rodgers – shows up and is like, I, I want everybody to remember who the best quarterback in the league is. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that because come this time of the year, this is, this is uh we're getting playoff push time, right? We're coming into December. I think when this are not, we're getting close to December. So right, this no, is, we're not. This will, this will be halfway through, right? So this is kind of where this is we'll, uh October. Yeah. So almost November. Almost so we can, November. This, we're, next week we'll talk about, you know, those, those back eight games and going to the doldrums of November, but mm-hmm. you know how we break down. And I know there's 17 games now, Yeah. but we used to break down everything into quarters, right? So like, mm-hmm. I want to be you know, basically if we're three and one every quarter, we're going to win our division. Yeah. Right. If we, we, that's just kind of how we thought about it. If we end up 12 and four, that's three and one every quarter. That's how we're going to win our division. I know the math's a little bit different now, but that's how as yeah, players and coaches, games. we break, this is how we break down the game. Yep. Yep. And I guess it's, it's going to, this is going to be a tough game, you know, 
Buffalo's been playing lights out at home on the road. It doesn't matter. They they have the quality of players um, in terms of quarterback, running back, and defensively. And that defensive unit is where obviously that's where the money's won right there. Those guys, good leadership. Micah Hyde, like I mentioned, he was here, and when he went to Green Bay, he kind of went to Buffalo with the chip on his shoulder because him. I'm not sure if he wanted back, and they didn't resign him. And ever since I've seen him on camera. You know, they got checked by the reporter, tried to check them last year. You know, they took that personal, which as a defensive player and a, and a quality of player, understanding, you know, what he needs to do as a safety and what he needs to do as a leader, both both safeties were like, what are you talking about? You know, and then you saw that defense just crank it up. Um, so I think they're going to be more excited to have that offense, Packer offense come there and then be like, all right, this is what we could do. Let's show everybody else. Just like Aaron coming in, like I'm going to be the best quarterback. I think that Bale's defense, because we've heard about Packers defense, they've heard a lot about the Packers defense um, up front. And then, so now is this going to be their time? This, you know, they can use this time as their time. Hey, we're a good defense in the NFL. Now we're going to prove it to you playing against these Packers. It sounds like you're giving, you're giving the the Bills the win. Um, no, but I just know that is they're solid defense. I've been watching them the last couple of years. They've been they've been playing well. Um, am I going to give them the win? I want to say you're right. I won't give him the ring because on the road. And like I said, that Bills defense, nothing against Aaron and that offense. And, and you know, the guys on defense there um, in Green Bay. But Buffalo has something. I think they're going to try to prove something here in this game, offensively and defensively. All right. So you heard it here. I got him at six and two. You got him at five and three. All right. Eight, game, eight games in. All right. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. I like how you kept tabs too. Let's, let's get. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep this. So. I love it because I wasn't let's, writing down nothing. I was like, oh. Let's 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 just go to uh, let's go to just trench warfare and just talk about you know going sure. into the NFC North division. I just wanted to talk about the best and worst offensive defensive lines or trench warfare guys in our division. Who you know who's who's at the top of the heap and are the Packers at the top of the heap on both sides? And if not, who? And then who's who's? Let's start. Let's start with this. Who do you let's think? Who's better? Who's got a better offensive line if we're all healthy? Who's got a better offensive line than the Green Bay Packers in the, in the NFC North? Do you better think anybody? Than? Ah, I mean, I'm looking at Minnesota Viking right now. Yeah, no. Well, let's just erase the Bears. Like, I'll, here, I'm going to give you yeah. the Bears starting lineup. Okay, they're probably okay. their best player. Well, Tevin Jenkins is a high draft pick for them, but right. I mean, Lucas Patrick is is going to be their starting center. Oh. Right, Willie Wright, Larry Borum, Cody White. Lucas Patrick that was here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's their yeah. best. That's they're not going to have – hopefully they yeah. brought – I know they brought a new coaching staff. I don't know. I haven't looked to see who the new offense or their, their line coach is. But Correct. you're going to assume they're better, but I don't think they're they're challenging with the Packers. The Minnesota Vikings, um, they brought in Jesse Davis at right guard. to put, He came up from Miami that goes in line with these. Chris Cooper's their new offensive line coach. I, I know him from Miami as well. He just spent mm -hmm. time under Mike Munchak in Denver. So. Okay. I don't know how good a, he's a head line coach is going to be, but I do know that he learned from the best. Mike Lunchak is arguably, yeah. you know, him, him, know and, uh, yeah, him, he's one of he's one of if not the the best guys in the league. Christian Darisau is, is a uh, is a is a first round pick. You know, you just look at this. You look Garrett Bradbury was a first round pick. So Garrett Bradbury is a good player. Uh, he could you know, he has a potential to be a dominant player. Mm -hmm. They have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. They have weapons, so they can look better. But it always comes down to, like, can you make those tough yards? Can you get the third and ones? Can you get the fourth and ones when you need them? Right. Um, this is a good team. 
But I, I, I would actually have them third in the division because I think the next team we talk about, the Detroit Lions, is actually They're the only friend. one that can rival the Green Bay Packers for for the best. I know this sounds crazy, but the best offensive line in the, in, in the division because number one, they got a great coach. Frank uh, Hank Hank Fraley used to was a player for the mm-hmm. he was a he was a center for the uh, Cincinnati or excuse me, the Cleveland Browns amongst other teams. Right. He is a phenomenal coach. When they fired their other staff. Guys came into the general manager or president's office and said, look, you cannot get rid of this guy. He's that good. Oh, wow. That was the players came in there? The players went into wow. the office and said, dude, you cannot get rid of this guy. And he was the assistant at the time. Wow. Like, you cannot get rid of him. He's that good. So okay. he's one of the best guys in the business. They've got, you know, first-round draft picks, Taylor Decker. Obviously, Penai Sewell is going to move over to right tackle. Frank Ragnall was hurt last year. He's one of the best centers in the league, if not yep, the best. That, I know that guy. So it's just a question of like, you know, are we going to have everybody healthy? Is right. Sewell going to make that jump and become the player that everybody thinks he could? He did not look good at right tackle last year. He actually looked better no, yeah, against this, yeah. uh, like the LA Rams when he played left. It's probably his best game. But you see the athleticism another year under his belt with a good coach. He could do a lot of damage. I think Degler has been more than serviceable as far as as far as players go. He's not a Bakhtiari, but nobody is. Right. So I think this is actually a really good offensive line. I mean, I I, I really really like them as an. Off- I like their. I like that room as much as I like anybody in the league. Right. Yeah. You got guys that you know, can run block, that can pass block, and you say the ability with a uh, swell right there, just to kind of come out of that uh, cocoon to flourish, basically start to bloom and show what he can do. Um, yeah. from a right tackle, left tackle standpoint. And it sounds like left tackle is a stronger position for him. Well, it- you wouldn't think so. But, oh, okay. but I mean, you, I'm just saying intuitively you'd go, okay, well, uh, it should be easier over on the right side because it tied mm-hmm. in help, et cetera. Right. But I, what happens I, what happens is, look, you come in the rookie year, mm-hmm. everything's different. And you've been working on one set with your your offensive your your, your private coach, and now right. they tell you to go play the other side, and you ah, da, 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 da. your your mind's going, you're getting jumbled and whatnot. You get back to what feels natural back on the yep. left. You're just using your athleticism. You're not thinking about it. All of a sudden, man, I can do this, you know. And you get your aggression going. What's he going to do? Like he's gonna he's going to flourish when his his technical gets up with his physical and his mental, right? Right. When it when it comes together, it's going to be dangerous because he is a nasty looking athlete. Yeah. So it's just a question of where you can automate all that technique. That makes sense. Yeah, because when your brain is still adjusting to different, you know, coaching guidelines and rules, you're like all over the place. Eventually, what I would do, I'd be like, you know what? When I'm in the game, I'm scrapping all that. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and then figure it out on the practice field and in meeting room. That's when I'll figure it out. But on the game field, I'm playing. I'm doing me. So yeah, I, right. I, I really – I like that group, but I, it's hard to say the Packers – back. This is one of the biggest questions of the year for us. Is Bakhtiari going to come back healthy, man? Like, yeah. we just don't – he's still not – we haven't seen him, at least, in camp. Right. And, like, you hear these reports and whatnot, but it's been a long time now. And we, we know that, you know, these ACLs, all these injuries kind of come with some sub-injuries and then yep. recovery. Everything takes different – you know, it's not a cookie-cutter solution. Everyone's, I should be back in eight months. Like, Adrian Peterson came back in six months. What are we doing? Well, it's a, it's a completely different situation. From body to body, and but, yeah, we're just hoping. Obviously, first. we're just hoping. Obviously, the guy can come back and play at the level he could for his own sake. But he, it changes the makeup of the rooms, obviously, because arguably the you know top, probably top two or three player in the league at his position. Yes, 
And then it gives you freedom with uh, Elgin Jenkins when he comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got you've got Myers in the in the middle. We're still trying to figure out the right guard. You know, is it is it going to be Royce from last year? Or are we going to try somebody mm-hmm. different? John Runyon Jr. is probably going to take hold down the left guard spot. He's just he's an ascending player going into his yep. third year. He's getting better and better. You just got to and listen. You got two guys that you and I both think can be Pro Bowl players at running back. You got the best player in the league at quarterback. Mm-hmm. We need a tight end desperately. Who's going to show up there? But that's a, that's a good group, man. That is that's actually a phenomenal. It's, this is the third generation, I think. If 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 the group with with uh, Chad and 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 Mike and Marco, myself and right, and, right. and then and then the group with uh, with with uh, TJ Lang and Joshin mm-hmm. and, and Corey Lindsay, and Darren, and, Darren Coolidge, yeah, yeah, Scotty yeah, Wells. Yeah. Yep. Well, so I so for me, if if you're asking me, the group with Sitton. Bakhtiari, Sitton, um, Lindsley, TJ Lang, and then uh, the kid from Iowa, uh, Brian Balaga. Yeah. That is the next, like, that was like, that was us 2.0. They were just yes. the next better version of us. This group, to me, could be that next version of the two, you know, 3.0. Yeah. I just think they have the talent. They do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, I, I think that group that you're talking about was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But I, like, I've been around, like, Sitton, TJ Lang, like, I know I'm a guard guy, but man, they yeah. were really, really good, dude. No, I agree. I remember yeah. coming in. Um, their rookie year, 09, 08, you know, somewhere around there, my last year, and seeing those guys move in practice, seeing TJ move and the way he could move his hips and move his body. <clears throat> and then, um, I mean, Josh, I'm sorry, Josh. Josh but is geez, unbelievable. Yeah. But, geez, yeah, but both of them, they could do things that you guys could do. Is like mm. Josh looked like a – he looked like – like a really str- like a running back or a sprinter, like his lower body. I know yes. his upper body wasn't. Yeah, but if but you looked yeah. at his legs, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, is he does he run the four hundred or something? Like he was just just defined. It was just proportional. It was amazing. He was an athlete too. Because I remember one time that year I came back, they signed me back in practice. We're on the we're outside field and it's a little chilly day, and I'm running um, a counter. I think I did ninety six power or something coming downhill. I didn't see the play. I didn't see it while I was running the play. But then watching film, he was on backside and he had the he got tripped by somebody, but he pirouetted out of the trip mm-hmm. into a block. Yeah. It was so impressive. I was like, I see you, Josh. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's he, he was a really good player. <laughs> oh man. So listen, the, I think the harder side is maybe the the defensive line. Now we've yes. we've obviously yes. we, I think everybody feels really good about who we have, Kenny Clark. Um uh, Pre- Preston on, on one side and Rashawn Gary on the other. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a, a, a bunch of uh, probably three players now with Reed coming in, Wyatt, and, and then uh, Big Bad Dean Lowry still there at the other defensive tackle spot. Like we have a really formidable yeah. group there. Obviously, we have an all pro behind him playing um, with, with Campbell. They brought in a rookie to, to play aside him, although I think you and I like Chris Barnes a lot. So yep. they've got a great group. There's some, there's, you know, again, I think we can flesh out the Bears as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think we can flesh out the Bears. They got rid of Akeem Hicks. We don't know if Hicks is gone. That was probably their best. Max gone. Hicks is gone. Robert Quinn doesn't want to play uh, there. Roquan Smith is a good player. I don't, I think he's, I think he's overrated, but he's, he's, you know, he's good, not great. You know, they brought in Al Muhammad from, from, uh, from Indianapolis. He's a good player, but he's kind of a, Spot player, he's a little bit undersized. Um, he's good in the pass rush. You know, he's he's more of a rotational guy right. than just a bona fide star. You're not going to game plan around him. 
you know, a lot of these guys, if I started naming them, you wouldn't recognize their names. I don't think no, so. I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't, <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if they're the guys, you know, you go to Detroit and, you know, we don't know what Hutchinson's going to be. Everybody thinks he's going to be as advertised uh, just because of his pedigree. It's going to be time. It's going to take time. Yeah. But, know. but, but he's what he is one of those guys. And you know, I've talked about this before, like really good players find a way to make plays. Right, True. like a really a good basketball players find a way to get buckets. Good soccer players find themselves in front of the goal. Kids that know how to get sacks find a way to get sacks. Just effort sacks, right? Yeah. Just man, how did he get that sack? He didn't beat anybody. It's like, well, sure. he did three moves. Quarterback held it too long. Tough break, but he gets the sack, and that's and that happens. And I, you know, to me, you can account for three, four sacks a year Easy. just on kind of working your your, your backside yeah. off, right? So yep. he's gonna get those plays, and then it's a question of can he develop to be anything else they're, they're still taking a chance on charles harris who's the first round pick for miami dolphins they brought in uh, romeo Quar to, to 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 rotate um charles was a guy that i think for, in a little way kind of rebuilt his career up in up in detroit but mm-hmm. you know it never it's never quite panned out for that first rounder like like he wanted to michael brockers has been a good player in this league yeah he was with um, tennessee i'm surprised they let him go yeah I mean, are you talking about well so and remember was Brock- i remember when brockers was in la L.A. Oh, that's where he was. I'm right. Sure. I remember yeah. when he was that's in L.A. He was. Remember, remember when he played He played that great defensive line, actually, with yep. Quinn, yep. Uh, obviously A.D. Yes, that's who it was. So, I know it was Tennessee yeah, or somewhere. Good, good, good leverage player, but big guy. he's not, big not guy. a big numbers guy necessarily. Uh, space, he, he takes space for sure. Yeah, and, and he, he can rush, space. but, he, you know, he's one of those guys that's like, I, I almost had a lot of plays today, but I didn't quite have a lot of plays today. You know <laughs> right. what I mean, they're like yeah. the guys I don't like to play against, but they're also like – He's not going to pad his stats against you. No. Um, so, so they're you know they're they're kind of, I think just like everything else, the the, the lines are kind of on the ascent. Now, but yeah. if you look at the Vikings, right? Defense. I mean, they got our guy. Oh, he's been there. Yeah, they they got our guy Z. They, you know, they're 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 uh, they're into their linebackers Hicks and and uh, Kendricks. Yeah, Eric Kendricks. Eric, Eric, Eric Kendricks are good. Daniel Hunter's, I think. If I want to say Daniel. I, yeah, I want to, but he's been a guy. He's been there for like seven years now. He's kind of hitting that. Like, if you're going to be a really good player, year seven, eight for defensive end, like this is it, right? right. Your body's in tune with your mind. Like your 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 football IQ is as high as it's going to get as mm-hmm. far as relative to how good your body's going to feel. Um, Harrison Phillips is coming over from Buffalo. He's just a space eater, but he can do the job until they get into nickel. Dalvin Tomlinson, kind of the same idea, but I think they have guys because their linebackers are so good. Right. Yeah, and with the addition of Z, like, you know, we played in Minnesota. We didn't play in this place, but the old Minnesota, the, the old Metrodome, it's so hard for an <laughs> offensive lineman to get off the ball. Yeah. Like, they have such an advantage on defense. I think Darius is a, is a very special player. I know was hurt last year, but with the impact that he made two years ago on this team was remarkable, both inside and outside the locker room. A lot of guys in the building will tell you, that Zadarius Smith coming to Green Bay was the biggest impact of that offseason that included getting Matt LaFleur as a head coach, yep. right? Just because of the way that he was able to bring kind of that Baltimore Ravens culture yep. into the building. And so if he's able to do that at all with this team, new coaching staff, it's like it's ripe for it to happen. It is. They could be really, really good. So I'm not going to say they're better than the Packers. I think the Packers, Packers are, the, are the class of the division in, in almost all ways. Yeah. But this is this could be a very good group. Yeah, and you say that because you could. That defense has always been there. It's almost like Tampa Bay. It's like mm-hmm. Tampa Bay when they you knew Tom Brady was going there, you already knew that was going to be a division leading team. They were going to win that division just because of the defense. 
now they just got to figure out. So now flashback, now go back to Minnesota. They just got to figure out the offense because we know we already talked about it. Kirk Cousins paid a lot of money last few years, but that doesn't, you know, we I say doesn't show up on the field right now. Um, Devin Cook is there. He is that running back for them. Now, if they could get that offense going, put up points and not make the mistakes that they made to lose games because defense has been there, but offense has lost more games than they won, unfortunately. So if that defense, like you say, was it Aries bring that mindset in that he brought in here year one when he was here in Green Bay, then yeah, that's a big that's a big deal for them if that can and I'll be that'll make this division interesting then instead of just you know one sided to the Packers right now. AG, the only other question I want to tackle uh, this week because we, we do have another week before training camp starts is uh yeah. our, our our defensive unit has been ranked as high as number one projected in in the league next next season. Right. I mean, we've got that kind of star power. And it's just – it's kind of a question of do you think are they going to be able to live up to the hype? They they finished – we talked about how good they were. Now, listen, I think missing Alexander for the majority of the season hurt more yeah. than everybody's willing to admit. Yeah, Zaire. Yeah, he was – that was yeah, tough. And, and, and missing – you know, I think, I think that we didn't miss Zadarius Smith as much because Preston played so well as yep. demonstrated by who they kept and who they didn't. Mm-hmm. But – you can't you can kind of close your eyes and go, man, if Preston was playing that well and they had Zedaria Smith to come in at three technique or stand up to stand up tackle when they when they were playing nickel, oh my god, that would have been a real it's problem. It's very right? big problem, very but, big problem. But they it says in the last seven games of the season, they gave up 28 points five times, which was tied for the worst in the league. Okay. Yeah. 28 28 and points allowed down the stretch. So and a ton of touchdown passes allowed. So you yep, start so. thinking like Okay, we thought we were really good, but they were 24th in total defense. And that's where the question is, is comes in with, um, with Zaire being gone. And then also the safety development. And, and as we mentioned, we know we got very good safeties, but still have to room in, or for improvement in terms of reading formations, reading routes, knowing the situation, um, being in that, you know, one time red zone where I think it was uh, Savage. He's not really paying attention to the situation and gets beat where he could have had a deflective pass or interception um, on man coverage in the red zone. So it's just those little things like that, those little details like that, that that will separate the, the, the you know, the better players or better team overall to working together and making plays when they needed to. And yeah, so that, sounds- time, that stretch was that stretch right there. It yeah, sounds crazy players. because we have like we just talked. We have the, I think we have the best box players in the division, yeah. and I would argue that we have. I, I haven't. I can't go through all of them in my mind right now. But in the NFC, at least, we've got to be in the top three box players. So then you start looking at our secondary, mm-hmm. right? With Amos Savage, Savage is coming back. Amos is coming back. Now we have Alexander. We have a bunch of you know. Russell Douglas is is in the rotation He's somewhere. In the rotation. We don't know He's where. not the guy, right? Barry's right. in the rotation somewhere, right? He might. He's probably the star, the default starter at this point with his athleticism. We don't have Kevin. I don't think Kevin King's going to resign here. Yeah. And so yeah, you look Stokes. at that and you go, man, that Stokes, sorry, Eric Stokes. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you, you look at that and you go, man, this could be a really good secondary. Now, can we, can we live up to the hype? Can we put it together? Is Alexander going to be that guy who just turns into kind of a shutdown? We'll take away that, that, that side of the field kind of player. Is that, what they, is that how they want to scheme him? And we can kind of rotate over to the other side. You know, a, a lot of hinges on, you know, if you look at the best defenses in the league, they have a great pass rush, but they also have that one guy in the back in the secondary exactly. that's like, don't worry, I'll take care of the left side of the field. You take care of the other part. Exactly. 
Exactly. Because you look at the Super Bowl champion, the Rams, they had Jalen Ramsey running around doing his business. And then you had Aaron Donald and crew creating problems for the run game and the pass game for teams. So that is the formula that, that got them that win. Not saying that's going to work for the Packers, but they have that potential same look. You know, you have Zaire coming back and then you're going to have Kenny Clark, you know, Jaron Reed, all those Preston Smith, all those guys cause can cause problems for quarterback Dean Lowry with his effort and his ability to get. Now he has that veteran leadership and understanding the his role as a DN. You know, he can bring that in there along with clean card and his talent. So, yeah, this defense, just one or two players, one or two schemes and schematics away from being that top defense. But like you said, in that last stretch, that was a playoff stretch. It's just the points were being scored on, you know, obviously offense was scoring points as well. That That's why you didn't really see that that stat come into effect until it was too late for, for them. In the and this is run. where like that, that first round draft at Quay Walker, where a lot of us are going, why did you, right. you draft him? This right. is where you go, if you start looking at this, you go, well, okay, if you drafted him, then we can stick to our five core defensive backs because he is able to move out to the slot and play zone. Yeah, he might be able to cover tight. He might be able to cover even these like wide, res- wide receivers that are really just you know tall, tall slot receivers, correct? Or tight ends that are really just tall slot receivers. Yep. Like he might be able to play, so they might be able to stay a nickel longer. They're not bringing the sixth guy and they don't have to worry about that. So he might be the kind of the, the key it. that unlocks that all that potential. Yeah, I think that's it because you look at Barnes, it's like Barnes did fine the whole year, you know, and along with Campbell, that combination between him and Summers too, and Campbell. We're okay. So it's just interesting. So I think they're thinking like that. They have an athlete. He could move around that defensive front for some reason. So hopefully that's probably the, what their mindset is. So we'll just got to wait and see what that looks like. Basically. It should be fun. It should it's be fun. Be let's interesting. Let's hit this, man. Man, let's yeah. I saw, I saw both of these. I'm like, well, I saw the one. I don't know what are you saying with uh, the second one, but the first one I'll let you. <laughs> So this get off crazy. my lawn with this. Okay. This is just nuts, right? So the, the USC UCLA. Yes. The LA market of the Pac-12, which is which is the vast majority of of if you looked at like if you look at the Pac-12 and you go, okay, from Oregon all the way to Utah to Arizona uh, to Arizona down in Tucson, mm-hmm. where do the majority of the people live? And you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Los right. Angeles. Los yeah, right. Easy. That's it, number two market in the country. Oh. Yep. They just removed themselves and they're going to the Big Ten, which now puts the Big Ten all the way from Rutgers, yep. Baltimore, right? All the way to the East Coast, all the way to the West Coast. West Coast, yes. Right? And they call it an airplane conference. Oh, my God. So you got Maryland, you got Rutgers in New York, and now you got Los Angeles. You got Chicago with, with Illinois. You got Chicago Northwest. You just right. go, oh, my God. And so they're not – and they're still not the SEC, but – Two super conferences, and I don't look. I look at it like this, AG. I don't know how you look at it, but I look at it like, dude, if I'm, so if I'm a football player, I'm kind of going, oh, this is great. Like, get more. I love it, right? I love all, right? Because to me, this looks like now we're going to have a bigger conference playoff. Like, eventually, they're going to go. Well, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to have a conference playoffs, right? They're going to have like six, eight teams. They're going to play. Those are going to be bigger games, more money. I'm going to get more stuff, more NIL, but it's all going to be good for players. It's be good for the coaches, be good for the schools. Right. What I think about is like, what about the rowing team or, you know, like the tennis team? Right. I go, dude, like if I'm the, like one, now you, I guess you can recruit everywhere, which is good. But like now the coaches are like, God, I got to recruit everywhere, which sucks. Like I heard the men's basketball team for USC. 
all of the team is from California. Like they don't have to recruit anywhere else because it's California. Now they got like almost obligated to recruit across they have the to. country. They have yeah. To, right. They but then have you to. look at like women's tennis or I don't know, softball or, or rowing, whatever. You start looking at you like, dude, why do I have to go to New York to row? Or why do I have to travel across the country to play a tennis match? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, the coverage that we have to do as L.A. teams and other sports, like you said, other sports, that part didn't cross my mind till now. And now I'm just like, okay. I just think it's a bad idea. Obviously, we know it's just a, a money play. I remember the conversation that was brought up, you know, years ago when we were playing professional ball where they're saying, Hey, there's going to be in another 20 years, it's going to be either four big conferences or two or three, you know, super conferences. And now we're here. And it started way back when, when we were playing college ball, where they couldn't figure out who's going to be number one in the coaches uh, voting or the AP polls. It's like, mm-hmm. that's how this conversation started. And now we're here. And to see this big movement is it's crazy because like when I first, so my first reaction, when I saw it across, it was over the weekend and I saw my first reaction, like what the F like, this is about to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. And then you talk about schools that have never really been in a conference and kind of been floating around like Notre Dame, you know, that is another little interesting, you know, cause you know, thing going on around this, uh, around all what this is going on. It's just interesting to see, you know, these, like you say, population. Five million, six million people in Los Angeles. Now it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. That's that's really all I could say right now. It's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Football, baseball, like for all the other sports too. That is gonna be interesting. And so for me, the only thing I'm looking forward to see is these commercials on how they're gonna advertise oh. and what they're really gonna call it. They're gonna call the number the right number. They keep lying to us and saying, Oh, oh it's big only- 10. Yeah, yeah, it's, right. It's fourteen. It's sixteen teams in the Big Ten. Call it the Big Sixteen, please. So, That's so you think about saying. you think about how, what do we have? How many teams are in the in the national champ in the playoffs now? I Did think they it got it to, bumped up to six. It got so bumped six up to now. six now. It was okay. four in previous years. Okay, so here's uh here's this, here's some teams in the Southeastern Eastern Conference. Tell me if they have a shot. Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Auburn. Texas A&M, Old Miss, Florida, uh, Tennessee. Oh, sorry, uh, Oklahoma now. Right. You, you know, you sure go. Yeah. You, you know, wait. How is this even going to work? So there's there's the entire there's there's your six. Actually, there's more than six. More than six. Then you look over and you go, okay, well, we got the Big Ten, Ohio State, but you know, it's USC, UCLA, which. UCLA hasn't really been USC hasn't yeah. kind of risen back to Pete Carroll days, but yeah. you got to kind of figure with Lincoln Riley with yeah. Lincoln Riley showing up now and all the money that that the the players can make in mm-hmm. Los Angeles NIL money. Correct. Everything's uh, there. Everything's there. It's just like like you played at a big school. I didn't play at a big school, but football's football. We like wherever you're playing is the place to be. That's the best thing about sports. But I don't even I can't fully comprehend right now where these other schools are going to get money. Like I don't know who's going to do a TV deal with the Pac-10 now. I, uh, who would do a TV deal? And right. SDSU's they're like, oh, now it's time for us to get part of the Pac-10. And you're like, there's no, nobody going to broadcast. Who cares? Who cares? I no offense, but who cares if you're in or not? It doesn't make any difference. You're not USC. Right. No. Nobody. We're not going to show you. We're not going to broadcast you. We're going to maybe get twenty thousand people. That's a no. Unfortunately, that sucks for those smaller schools. 
I mean, that is the reality of it, which is crazy. So yeah, get off my line with this. For real. I don't even know who to be mad at here, <laughs> to be honest. I, just know uh, it's it's a mess. I think it's just the NCAA. NCAA? The NCAA okay. I just think the NCAA has, has, has mucked this up so bad for so long. The team's just like, you know what, dude? We don't even, we really don't need you. Like, it's about time. <laughs> That's true. And I love that part of it. I just, you just see what's going to happen is it's going to be like, I read this article this, this weekend, actually, it was I think it was like in the New York uh, Wall Street Journal or something they were talking about. We should just go to like English Premier League Relegation League where you have a top team. I love that. You have top you top 20, and they're the only teams that can get into like the championship. And you can play your way in, you can play your way out year to year, right? And it's yep. just – that's there's some – you know, the Super League, they were trying to do that in, in, in soccer. They were trying to do that in Europe with the Super League. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of teams that were permanent members, but really there's about – six, eight teams that every year you get relegated, you get brought back up. And it actually right. makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if they'll be able to do that anytime soon. Yeah. I don't think we can figure it out over here. No, not me. <laughs> no, the people running the show here in America, they cannot figure out regulation. So, th- so this, out. this last one I had, AG. Yeah, is, what's is, this is, one? Yeah. Okay. So it's goes along the same thing. So I'm, 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 I'm on uh, one of the websites and they're showing me how VAR, which is virtual assisted replay, Okay. in soccer okay if they're going they have a new system that they can um that they're going to use at the qatar world cup this in this off in this uh winter okay. and what it basically does is it's got like 27 cameras around each stadium which the nfl can afford the all it's called big falls football can afford and every single play it's basically slicing it like an mri machine into these like you know thousands of 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 um pains and so they can oh, figure out whether a player is offsides or not, whether a ball goes into the goal or not, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they can tell because there's a, there's a chip in the soccer ball. The minute there's pressure on the ball, they can figure out where the players are. And like that, right. they can go guys offsides, guys, not offsides, continue play, stop the game. It's a goal. It's not a goal. Super easy. Right. Right. So oh, the okay. technology is available and we are still using sideline change because we think it's nostalgic. It's the dumbest, like, yeah. How okay. many missed spots have there been over the last 50 years? And we oh still God. use this archaic, you know, way of doing business when clearly, yes. like I, I'm on a phone call with, uh, with, with coaches across the NFL on, on Fridays. And yeah. one of them, you know, a lot of them uh, do deal with like um, deal with in-game decisions. Mm-hmm. And so they know all the metrics as far as how many, like on a Sunday night football game, Monday night football for Thursday night football versus a regular Sunday game, how many cameras are in the stadium at one time. Right. And the numbers, like I can't, I'm not going to make up the number because I can't remember, but it's, it, it, you'd be like, Oh my yeah, God, I, did. I had no idea there was that many. And so there's all these cameras there. All I have to do is make some, a couple permanent fixtures and you have there, you have all your problems solved. Is Correct. it, did he make a first down? Did he not? Was he in bounds? Was he out of bounds? Like all of these things that they have to send to New York, could be solved by technology. Right. And we're, there still in not do- we're still not doing it. We still have all these problems. And it cuts down on time that players got to sit around and wait for the, the replay. That's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. To, to have the chain game, you know, over, you got up to date tech to help yeah. you make a decision. Um, sound like a money thing. <laughs> I, I maybe you know maybe you're just testing it's like you know it's like i always think it's like the mcrib sandwich like let somebody else try it and see if see if they want to eat it and right we'll, yeah we'll eat it in later but it, it, it's got to be coming because this it just makes too much sense yeah it doesn't make sense to have, keep working on that uh, level when you can bring in good stuff like that to help the game get refereed decisions made 
a lot faster. So, all right, we're coming to the end of the show right here, Mike. Man, good job, good show here, talking about what is going on between the few weeks before training camp kicks off. I believe it's July 22nd or 23rd, something like that. It kicks off here in Green Bay. So when that time happens here in about three, two and a half weeks, we can talk about these boys in real time. But until then, we'll be coming up, finishing at the back half of the, the Packers' regular season schedule giving our thoughts and who's going to win and what they're going to, what those games are going to be like coming up on next podcast here, podcast here next week. So follow us on, on iHeart, on Apple, download us, rate us, review us, give us that information that we need to get better. Um, and Mike, let them know, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter process to perform on Instagram. AG always a pleasure. I did want to say one thing. Uh, I was on Twitter today and there's 68 days left before the first kickoff team. So they always do like, a no, no. So listen, here's what happened. Okay. Okay. I don't know how I found this. Somebody hit me up on it and she, like, she sent it to me. Donald driver's 68 yard touchdown is what they show. instead of one of my highlights. And I go, I go, Hey man, I have, I got to have one highlight. You have highlights. You have highlights. You, have goes, highlights. He, but, you know, he just, he just slant, like, he just buried me in one sentence. He's like, yeah, man, they're hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen the, right. I've seen the post 30 no, days he, and they show like my, uh, my, my highlight. The guy completely buried me, man. There is uh, a Mike Wall highlight around there, too. Yeah. I, I know if you can find it. I'm telling you. That's how, uh, I said, I said, just why don't you send that to my kids and just say, Loserville. <laughs> oh man speaking of kids i hope your daughter heals well thank you thing goes where there and also you can find me on my green 30 on twitter and instagram and mike see you next week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.